Welcome to It's All in Your Head, a mental health podcast. My name is Eli Henry. Before we get started today, I just want to say uh, if you, someone you know, someone you love is struggling, can't feel like you can go on, uh, you can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Even if you want to talk about anything at all, give them a call. There's an online chat. Uh, if there's someone... If there's no one in your life you can talk to or you feel um, afraid, ashamed, whatever it is, call them. That's what they're there for. It's the right thing to do. This is episode zero, which it sounds weird, I know, but I feel like this is the kind of podcast that needs an introduction. And this won't be a full episode. Most episodes run about an hour. This one uh, hopefully won't be no longer than 20 minutes. On this show, I interview people in the arts and in the entertainment industry about their mental health, how it impacts their work, how their work impacts their mental health, and the rest of their lives. It just We, cover, we run the gamut on stuff, but that's the kind of uh, focus point. We always come back to that. And because we deal with some heavy topics and we, and we get kind of into it. Uh, I've asked my guests to put a lot of trust in me. And on that same level, I feel like I'm asking you to put a lot of trust in me. And although over the course of all these episodes, you will get to know me and more about how I've dealt with this stuff and more about my life, I wanted to make this first little episode just about me specifically, so you, you know who I am, and you know where I come from, and why I'm doing this, just so you kind of get the context in your brain. Uh, you know, just so it, it feels more familiar, I suppose. And if you're recommending this podcast to somebody, then, you know, tell them to start here. Uh, I'm a, an actor, a writer, a musician, comedian, a million other random things. I'm a human hyphen. I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. I've been in Los Angeles, California for the last four years. I've got depression, anxiety. Uh, I see a therapist for the last few years, uh, and I uh, take medication for the last couple of years as well. I've always, always kind of struggled with depression uh, as a kid you know I had a lot of learning disabilities and all that stuff but I, the thing with depression for me uh, especially into my teenage years was I never really knew or not knew but I never really wanted to talk to anybody about it because I kind of figured who cares who else cares you know, I'm not that bad. This isn't that bad, you know. I, I don't want to burden someone with my problems. Because, I mean, the thing is, when you think about depression and 
and and and anxiety and all these things they kind of get launched off at these by these stupid little things that are really completely inconsequential you know because depression anxiety these these are important normal human emotions that everyone should experience but the people with these specific mental health problems uh, are really good at it you know we're so good at it we make things that really should not prompt those feelings prompt those feelings and so for me I I recognize that to a degree is, you know, when something like, oh, a girl didn't text me back or maybe I said the wrong thing to somebody I want to be friends with. Uh, and I recognized it was stupid, so I never wanted to talk to anybody about it. Um, what I didn't recognize was that the fact that this was happening was indicative of a, of a bigger problem. And I think that's very common with people that have depression and anxiety because it's almost like turbo empathy. You know, you feel like you wronged somebody. And so, God forbid, you burden somebody else with that feeling. So when I was in high school and, and you know, college, I didn't know how to deal with that, and I suffered quietly. And when I eventually did seek help, a f switch sort of flipped in my brain. The more I talked about it, the better I felt. And the reason was because the more I spoke about it, the more power I took away from it. You know, because I think that uh, mental health has its own power dynamics. Like, it, it, it's got the one layer, which is what the disease is. You know, it makes you feel a certain way. It, 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 it torments you. But then there's the extra level, which is when you don't talk about it, when you keep it a secret, when you keep it locked inside. And what that does is it, it, it gives it that ability to lord it over you more. Like no one, you know, no one cares. Oh, you can't talk about it. This is your private thing. But the minute you start talking about it, the minute you open up and start just like kind of treat, like I throw it away so casually now when I'm at work with friends. I don't care. I got an alarm go off for my antidepressants. I'm like, oh, there's a cheerful sound to remind me of my antidepressants. I don't care who I tell about it because it's who I am. It's just part of my life. And by doing that, I still suffer from it. I still have it. I still have my moments where I can hardly get out of bed in the morning. But it's not a secret. It's not like people don't know. You know, it's not like I'm secretly drinking, you know, in a stairwell, so, you know, and eating a mint so no one can smell the sadness. It, it's not that. It's, it's just there. And it helps so much. And that's why I started the podcast, because the more I talked about it, the more conversations I had with people who, it was almost a release, like a, a valve opened up. They wanted to talk about it, but they just never did. And because I brought it up, they felt comfortable. And I wanted to start the podcast to start that conversation. I mean, you hear talk about stigma all the time. And it's incredibly impactful on this. And so the more I talk about it, the more people I get talking about it, the more we deteriorate that stigma. Because, you know, I've often said, you know, people said like, oh, what if somebody doesn't want to work with you because you've got depression? And I'm like, well, they're a fucking idiot. You know, I don't want to work with them. Like, that's, you know, that's just stupid. You know, that that's just where it is. And I'm okay with that. Because that's discriminatory and that's their problem. So... This is to encourage people to have conversations and to give people that feel like they can't have conversations a, a chance to listen in on conversations and almost join in in their own way because these are very casual 
episodes. You know, it's just me and a guest in my apartment. My air conditioning will go on sometimes. My dog will walk around. Sometimes somebody will hit the mic or go pop the mic or whatever. I apologize. You know, it's like you're in the room. You know, I, I could say I'm bad at recording podcasts, which would be accurate, but I also think it's a, an immersive experience. You know, close the blinds, turn off the lights, put on the headphones, and join me in my living room. The other reason I started this, and the other reason I'm focusing mainly on the arts, at least in this uh, stage in the game, is because, you know, first of all, that's my world. It's, it's a, 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 what I think about, you know. I'm a writer and a musician and an actor. I'm always thinking about this world. And I encounter so many people in this world who have similar problems. It just seemed like something that needed to be discussed. And I think about myself before I, I don't want to say came out, but before I started dealing with this stuff head on and realizing what I had. And I felt hopeless. I was like, how am I going to be what I want to be if I got this? How am I going to make it? And I feel like this is for people who are in the shoes I was in a few years back. You know, you're going to hear from people on this podcast who are directors, writers, artists, musicians, comedians, people that are at various stages of, of their careers, you know, some more successful than others, some, you know, starting out. You're going to hear from all these people, and you're going to see that they have the same things as you or similar things to you, and they're doing it. And, you know... You'll see how they do it. Maybe one person, it won't really click with you, and that's fine, but somebody else might put your thoughts into words you never thought possible to express. I can only hope. So that's you know, wh why I wanted to start this, uh, and what I hope will come out of it. Um, you know, additionally, I've, I, 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 look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I do repeat myself quite a bit. Over the course, I recorded uh, several episodes in the span of a month. So, you know, I did have these moments with people where I repeat things, and hopefully you like them because you'll hear them a few times. But one of those things that I say is through doing all these conversations, and one of the reasons why doing this podcast has been so beneficial for me is because I think people with depression, anxiety, uh, other mental health issues, we tend to view ourselves as, as snowflakes. Precious, like, ooh, it's, this is me, you know, I, I, it's my struggle, oh, you wouldn't understand. Get out of my room, mom, whatever. Um, but the more I talk to people and the more I, I talk to others that have what I have, the more I'm like, yeah, me too. You know, they'll say I, they, you know, can't get out of bed, and I'm like, yeah, no, I, I get that. You know, it just becomes this common thing where I realize, oh, right, this is a disease. It, it's a medical thing that manifests in certain ways. And, and, and the more I realize that, the more I realize that there are so many of us going through this silently, you know, quietly, not talking about it, but we get it. We all get it. We can, you know, merge and share tips and ideas and just, it's so much better than getting advice from someone that doesn't understand it, which can happen. And that's the other thing. If you're listening to this to understand mental health and you don't have it, welcome. Uh, I do my best to explain terms and things when they come up in interviews as best I can. I mean, I'm not a professional, obviously. Um, but if you're doing that, I commend you. It's a great, brave step if you're trying to understand somebody close to you who's having these issues who doesn't understand them. Uh, so just a little bit 
of backstory on on me. So I said that uh, uh, my depression. I was like, "What is this? What you know? What's going on?" What, to clarify, what I have is technically called dystemia. And dystemia was known as depressive personality disorder, which I think is actually a very great way of describing what it is. Uh, if depression is you can be normal and then have these, you know, valleys of depressive episodes and return to normal, dystemia is you're always slightly below normal. You still have those valleys but they're longer and they take you know longer to get as low as they do and it takes longer to get back up and you're never quite at normal, so you're always kind of a little bit depressive. I also like to joke that it's just Judaism. I mean, honest to God. <laughs> I, you know, I was born with the, the, one of the most common mental health problems, being Jewish, but I digress. So dystemia uh, is milder at times, but sometimes more severe. Uh, and that's why it was so tough for me to get help because it really didn't, I never got super dark. I just got consistently bummed and consistently um, discouraged from doing anything. At my lowest, my days were staying in bed as long as I could to get up out of bed at a, like and to go out, I waited until it was a reasonable enough time to go out and go to a bar with friends or something. Every day was a struggle to get back to sleep so I could then just get to the next day and hope something would happen. And, you know, this all came to a peak when I first moved to Los Angeles four years ago uh, because I, I thought to myself, all right, my whole life I've been depressed at times. I, I, I feel like something's wrong, but it's just because I'm not successful. That that's all it is. I, it's, I'm not successful, and this is such a common thing I find with people with depression and anxiety. It's not success, but it's the idea of um, having a thing. Once I have this thing, I will no longer be this way. So many people, you know, it, whether it's moving to another city, I just have to get out of this place. I just have to quit this job. I just have to get to there. Have that. Have this. That's the most common escapist fantasy for people with depression, and mine was success. As soon as I get the right kind of success as an actor, and I'll be who I am, and get to do more of it, I'll be fine. And then I moved to Los Angeles, and very quickly, I was fortunate enough to be successful, relatively. I mean, like, in comparison to the people that come to the city, I, you know, in my second month here, I booked two shows, one of which was recurring, and I did for almost a year, and I got another one, and, you know, I was working and living off the money from acting, which is something I'd never done in, in, in my life, and I've been acting since I was uh, 11, you know, but I was more miserable than I'd ever been in my life. I was in a, a new city. I didn't know a lot of people. Uh, I was far from my family. I didn't particularly want to be here. I, I moved here for work, uh, you know, I, hopefully, and I wanted to be in New York, and that was my escapist thing after success was like, okay, so success isn't it. Maybe I have to be in New York. I have to be in New York. I want success, but I also want to be in New York. That was my thing. And and that's when I fully realized that something was really wrong. I wasn't embarrassed to go and get help at that point because I was like, you know, maybe this is nothing, but I, I feel like, for God's sakes, this is ridiculous that I'm doing better in my career than I ever have, and I feel worse than I've ever felt. And that's when a friend of mine gave me the nudge I needed, because I was saying, like, you know, I want to see a therapist. I don't have the money. 
he goes, hey, Eli, if you had a tooth rotting out the side of your head, would you pay a guy a couple hundred bucks to fix it? And I was like, yeah, okay, fair. I see your point. So he gave me the number of his therapist, who I still see to this day. And uh, it's been incredibly beneficial. Talk therapy, and then eventually I went on medication, which is not for everybody, but uh, it worked for me. And that brings us to here. This podcast has been extremely helpful to me. If no one listens to it, that's okay. You know, at the time of recording this episode zero, I've recorded about 10 hours worth of interviews. That's 10 hours of incredible conversation with with a bunch of wonderful people with all sorts of different opinions. Uh, Somebody asked me recently if I've had any bad episodes, and I said no because, you know, maybe some people didn't get as in-depth or as this or as that, but, but it didn't matter because I think... You'll like this podcast if you're the kind of person that likes to get to know people. Because that's all this is. Every episode, I invite someone in my home. I give them a glass of water. I introduce them to my dog. And we get to know each other a little bit better. So if you like learning about people, if you like talking about mental health and and the arts and creativity and and all that, you're going to like this podcast. Because every week, every Monday, because that's when I see my therapist, uh, there'll be a new episode and you'll get to meet a new person who's like you. And if you're somebody, again, trying to understand mental health because a friend or a loved one has mental health issues, then you'll hear from a ton of different people. You know, I've got some, also just there are a few episodes that kind of are a little bit different. We're not talking necessarily about creativity and the creative process, but, you know, I've got one guest on uh, 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 down the line. She um, is a wardrobe designer works in wardrobe department. We talk about set and what it's like being bipolar on set and how that affects that kind of stuff. So if you're listening and you're trying to get into the entertainment industry and you don't know quite how that works, you can listen to that episode and and see how she managed. Uh, I've got another episode um, with uh, my friend Carl Tart, who is uh, a black improviser, comedian, and we talk about mental health stigma in the African-American community. So that's a a very different episode, but it's fascinating because that's a big problem. I've got an episode also with a friend of mine. She was an actor and then quit because she didn't want to do it anymore and is now going into psychology. And that's a great episode because we're going to talk about what it is that makes somebody want to stop doing something in the creative field and when that's okay because so many people feel like quitting is giving up and they're ashamed of it. But sometimes it's okay to do it. If you really don't love it anymore, if you don't want to do it, it's okay. So we get into why she did that. So I I think you're going to like this whoever you are. I'm literally right now just staring at my computer, so I don't know who you are, but I think you'll like it. I hope you'll like it. Honestly, I don't care if you like it or not. I've already done it. I'm very selfish. It's for me. I'm sitting in my room. My room is filthy. My desk is covered in garbage. You know, this is the kind of show you can get to expect. It's going to be very, very honest. I'm an open book, goddammit. If you would like to email me, if you need someone to talk to, I am... Always happy to listen. I'm not the best at getting back to emails, but I will try. Uh, if you have any questions, anything, you can email us at us, me. You can email me at it's all in your head podcast gmail.com. It's all in your head podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter uh, because I think you have to be legally now. And uh, that is at in your head pod. 
So at in your head pod. Also on Instagram, which that's the most useless thing, but fuck it. I mean, you know, why not? It's 2016. That's at it's all in your head podcast on Instagram. Uh, episodes come out every Monday. I don't know what time. I'll figure that out later. Uh, I want to thank Meigs Fitzgerald for our amazing podcast art and Corbin Smith for arranging that. Uh, there's so many other people I want to thank, but I can't think about it. But every guest, everybody, it, it's great. Uh, before I wrap up, as we approach the 20-minute mark, I just want to share this quick story with you about uh, the title of the show. It's All in Your Head comes from something my grandmother said to my mom. Uh, my mom saw a therapist, psychiatrist for a long time, and uh, she always told me about it, which was very helpful for me growing up because it at least gave me a... Uh, 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 it made it okay to talk to somebody about it because it didn't feel that weird. But she was talking to uh, my grandmother, her mom on the phone, and, and my grandmother's from from New York. She was, you know, old Brooklyn Jew, lived in Florida. You know, Irene. Terrible impression of my grandmother. But uh, my mom was telling her about seeing a, th- a psychiatrist, and uh, my grandmother just said to her, Oh, you don't need to see a psychiatrist. It's all in your head. Which is the most wonderful Yogi Berra-esque wisdom I think I've ever heard. Because she's not wrong. It is all in our heads. But that's kind of the problem. (laughs) So that's it. That's us. It's all in your head. Thanks for listening. My name's Eli Henry. And I hope to have your ears next week. It's all in your head.